أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. In the previous episode, we began reading the sixth word. And we read through the parable in this word, in this treatise. And inshallah, today we will continue with the truths that this parable is referring to, that this parable is indicating. Uh, but because... Uh, you know, one may forget uh, what was in the parable, inshallah. Uh, this time we will read through the parable in English quickly. And then when we come to the part that we had stopped in the previous episode, we will read both in Turkish and English side by side with some explanations, clarifications as needed, as uh, inspired, inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of God, the Merciful, the Giver of Mercy. Inna Allah ashtara minal mu'minina anfusahum wa amwalahum bi anna lahumul jannah. God has purchased from the believers their selves and their possessions in return for the garden. This is a verse from Surah At-Tawbah, the chapter Tawbah in the Quran. God has purchased from the believers their selves and possessions in return for the garden, the paradise. If you want to understand what a profitable deal and honorable status it is to sell yourself and possessions to God and to be his servant and soldier, listen to this small parable. Once a king gave to two of his men each an estate containing all necessary workshops, machines, horses, arms, and so forth. However, because this was a turbulent time of war, nothing remained stable. All things either faced destruction or transformed and lost. Having utmost mercy, the king sent a most noble officer of his to convey an immensely compassionate proclamation to these two soldiers. He said, Send what I have temporarily trusted in your hands to me, so that I will keep it for you and it will not be wasted in vain. I will return it to you in a better condition at the end of the war. Moreover, I will pay you a large price as if it is your property. Those machines and tools will continue to operate in my name at my workplace. Their values and usage fees will increase a thousandfold, and I will give all the income that they generate to you. Besides, You are needy and powerless. You are indigent and powerless. You cannot meet the necessary expenses of these massive enterprises. I will assume the provision of all of their expenses and equipment, but I will give all the accruing revenue and benefits to you. Moreover, I will let you keep, I will let you keep them in your possession until the time of demobilization. Here is an option involving five layers of profit. 
if you do not sell the property to me, you already see that no one can hold on to their possessions permanently. What you possess will slip out of your hands as it happens to everyone else. It will disappear without leaving any returns and you will miss the high price that I am offering. Those sensitive and precious tools will totally lose their value in the absence of suitable materials to process and tasks to fulfill. Besides, you will continue to carry the burden of managing and protecting those estates, and you will receive punishment for betraying your trust in the end. Here is an option involving five layers of loss. Furthermore, Selling what you have to me means becoming my soldier and acting on my behalf. Instead of carrying yourself around as a lowly captive or irregular soldier, you will become a distinguished and free officer under the command of an exalted king. Having received this favor from the king and listened to his decree, the reasonable, among the, the reasonable one among those two men said, By all means, I will sell with pleasure and thank you a thousand times. The other one was arrogant and self-centered. Possessing a soul swallowed with pride like a pharaoh, lost in a state of inebriation, and oblivious to the tremors and turmoils of the world as if he would stay in that estate forever, he said, No, who is the king after all? I won't sell my property nor will I ruin my comfort. After a short while, the first man attained such a high rank that everybody envied his state. He received the king's favor and lived in his royal palace in a state of bliss. The other man descended to such a deplorable situation that everybody pitied him, though said, that serves him well. Because his property and happiness departed him as a result of his mistake and he also suffered a tormenting punishment. Oh, the soul! Oh, the soul that is filled with desires! Make this parable a telescope to see the countenance of truth. That king is your nurturing master, Rabb, and creator, Khaliq, who is the master of pre-existence and eternity. As for those estates, machines, tools, and scales, they stand for your possessions in this life, your body, soul, and heart among those possessions, and your inner and physical senses attached to them, such as your eyes, tongue, intellect, and imagination. That most noble officer is the gracious prophet. That most wise proclamation is the wisdom-filled Quran, which announces the deal that we had mentioned before with the following verse. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Inna Allah ashtara minal mu'minina anfusahum wa amwalahum bi'anna lahumul jannah. And that turbulent war front is the tumultuous face of this earth. It never stays still. It changes and degrades. And it inspires each man and woman to ask, if everything is going to slip out of our hands, will reach an end and disappear. Is there any way to give them permanence and hold on to them? And as humans seek an answer to this question, the heavenly voice of the Quran proclaims, Yes, there is. 
there is an easy and beautiful solution profitable in five ways. And everybody asks, question, what is it? Answer, selling what is in your trust to its true owner. And look, there are five layers of profit in that sale. Inshallah, we will continue from here and switch to reading uh, the Turkish and English translation side by side. Der evet var, hem beş mertebe karlı bir surette güzel ve rahat bir çaresi var. And as humans seek an answer to this question, the heavenly voice of the Quran proclaims, Yes, there is, there is an easy and beautiful solution profitable in five ways. Sual nedir? Question, what is it? El cevap, emaneti sahibi hakikisine satmak. İşte o satışta beş derece kar içinde kar var. Answer, selling what is in your trust to its true owner. And look, there are five layers of profit in that sale. So what are those profits in reality? Birinci kar. Fani mal beka bulur. Çünkü kayyumu baki olan zat-ı zülcelale verilen ve onun yolunda sarf edilen şu ömrü zail bakiye inkılap eder. Baki meyveler verir. O vakit ömür dakikaları adeta tohumlar, çekirdekler hükmünde zahiren fena bulur, çürür. Fakat alemi bekada saadet çiçekleri açarlar ve sümbürlenirler. Ve alemi berzahta ziyadar, munis birer manzara olurlar. First Prophet Your temporal possessions find permanence. We need to maybe correct the translation a little bit. It is not your temporal possessions. It is temporal possessions find permanence. It's not yours. It's even not possessions. A mal. Temporal properties. Things that are temporal. It implies, the word implies possession. But, but it is not your temporal possessions. Because we understand that in reality we do not own anything. We do not possess anything. We are given in trust. What is given to you in trust? And it is temporal. Finds permanence. And if we look around, we it is very easy to recognize the temporality of everything that we appear to possess. Even our bodies, which might feel like the most inviolable uh, possession of a human being. But even that, it, it is temporal. Is there any human being out there who has been able to preserve his body in any state that he wishes, say at age 20 or age 30 or age 40, when the body was healthy or at all? Is there anybody out there who did not die and depart his body? His spirit, spirit did not depart his body. That is the ultimate end for everybody. And then, if this is the case for the body, what about the uh, material possessions that we appear to have in the world? They all go. But, in this profit, in, in selling what is given to us in trust, and that is what it is. The body is given to us in trust. All material possessions are given to us in trust. Our families are given to us in trust. Our children, and so on and so forth. Everything. This is a profit, selling what is given to us in trust to its true owner, that is to God, gives those possessions in trust permanence. Why? Çünkü kayyumu baki olan zat-ı zülcelale verilen 
ve onun yolunda sarf edilen şu ömrü zail bakiye inkılap eder, baki meyveler verir. Because when this transitory life is given to and spent in the way of an eternal baki, sustainer, kayyum, full of majesty, zâta zulcelâl, it gains permanence and bears everlasting fruits. So you give it to one who himself is permanent, eternal, everlasting, baki, and he is also the sustainer. He has the ability to sustain things that otherwise are going into destruction in existence. He has the ability to keep them in existence. He himself is everlasting and he has the ability to keep things in existence. He is full of majesty. Nothing is beyond his power. Nothing is beyond his ability. And when we give what is given to us in trust to him, when we sell it to him, he keeps it. He maintains it. The turbulent war front and the, and the troubles of it, turmoils of it, cannot destroy them, cannot lead them into extinction. And they, these possessions, give, bear everlasting fruits. So they are not only preserved, sustained, they, are, they also function, they also produce. They also generate fruits. Then, the minutes of life seemingly perish and decay like seeds and kernels. This is a very, very nice um, example that uh, Norsi provides here. The minutes of life seemingly perish and decay like seeds and kernels, but they bloom giving flowers of bliss in an eternal abode. A very nice comparison. Think of our lives. Our lives are composed of moments and then minutes. Let's think of the minute as the smallest unit there. Each minute we, we live in this life and we do not have the option, we do not have the ability to stop time. It just passes. It just passes. God swears by time and then says human beings, indeed human beings, are in, in, in a state of loss. Why? Of course, there are many interpretations of the verse, but one of them might be that time just keeps passing. And if we do not invest in, in that time, it's like, you know, we can think of it as a uh, factory, uh, this, this production chain. Let's assume there are jars that are passing by in front of us. And each time a jar passes, we need to put something into it. If we skip one, it will not come back. It will go and it will be empty. So these jars pass in front of us and each minute is a jar and we put things into them. What we put in, in the jar, we will, we will see at the end of the production line. So Ustad Nursi is saying here, the minutes of life, each minute seemingly perish and decay because it's going by and it's not coming back. It's disappearing from our sight. So seemingly they perish and decay like kernels and seeds. What happens to kernels and seeds? When a seed falls on the ground and it's covered by earth and there comes some, some humidity, moisture, it starts to, seemingly, it starts to rot. And in the end, it disappears. When you pull out the root of a plant, you don't see the seed. It's just a root. The, the seed disappeared. But while the seed disappeared, what happens? It gives life to flowers. Flowers bloom from it. Or a tree comes out of it and grows. So the seed disappears seemingly, it seems that it's no more, but it converts, trans transforms into something even better. 
So the minutes of life are like these kernels or seeds. When it is sold to the true owner, they blossom, they bloom in an eternal abode if they are not given to the permanent owner and sustainer they just rot and spoil and disappear and they just perish that's correct or even worse they they might also bloom but they might bloom in hell they might bloom like the tree of zakum that we had talked about before they might lead us to hell so they seemingly perish and decay but they don't perish and decay they transform into something else and what they transform into is the essential question that we need to ask and if we sell them to the true owner we know that they are going to bloom flowers of bliss and in an in an eternal abode god purchased right ourselves in return for what in return for the garden and they turn into an illuminated pleasant scenery in the intermediate realm so that's not all of it. That's, that's the, the final destination. But until the final destination, there's a long way to go. There is the barzakh, intermediate realm between the moment of death and then the resurrection and the, the paradise or hell. The, all these, the happenings of this intermediate realm, these minutes turn into an illuminated pleasant scenery in the intermediate realm. Those who are dead, if they are destined for the Jannah, if they are destined for the paradise, they they watch their you know f- future uh, state in the Jannah in a state of bliss. They they their grave becomes a window onto the the Jannah for them. İkinci kar, cennet gibi bir fiyat veriliyor. Second prophet, the garden is given as a price in exchange. So not only that. These possessions that are given to the person in trust find permanence. In that permanent state, the person is also given the garden, the paradise, Jannah. So his possessions find permanence. They, are tra- they transform into a permanent existence. And that permanent existence is in the garden. He is given the garden as a prize for what he invested. Üçüncü kar. Her aza ve hastelerin kıymeti birden bine çıkar. Third prophet, the value of each of your organs and senses, faculties, increase a thousandfold. So we have arms, eyes, ears, we have hearts, emotions, we have intelligence, and these all have a value. Their value increases a thousandfold. Mesela, akıl bir alettir. Eğer Cenab-ı Hakk'a satmayıp, Belki nefis hesabına çalıştırsan öyle meş'ub ve müz'iç ve muaciz bir alet olur ki geçmiş zamanın alamı hazinanesini ve gelecek zamanın ahvali muhavifanesini senin bu biçare başına yükletecek yümünsüz ve muzur bir alet derekesine iner. For example, the intellect is an instrument. Make a note on the side. What is the intellect? The intellect is an instrument. If you don't sell it to the supreme reality, Janab Haq, the truth, the absolute truth, God. If you don't sell it to God, it becomes intellect. The intellect becomes so annoying, ominous, and debilitating that it burdens you with the sorrowful sufferings of the past and the terrifying concerns of the future. Sometimes when a person is 
too too intelligent and there they then and this person does not have the necessary checks on controlling his intelligence this may actually be a harmful thing for the person he's going to think about all the details if i do that this will happen and if that happens this will happen and if that happens that will happen like in a chess game if the person can see five moves ahead but if the person is pessimist if the person does not have trust in god in real life we are talking about real life now right if he he can see five steps ahead but if he always thinks of the negative negative negative what will happen the intellect is going to annoy it will become a debilitating burden it will burden you with the sorrowful sufferings of the past and the terrifying concerns of the future it descends to the level of an inauspicious and harmful tool it will become harmful işte bunun içindir ki fasık adam aklın izacı ve tacizinden kurtulmak için galiben ya sarhoşluğa veya eğlenceye kaçar this is why most disobedient sinners escape from the vexations and disturbances disturbances of the intellect into drunkenness or vain entertainment don't we see this the one who does not put his trust in god the one who does not believe god the one, the one who does not have the light of belief illuminating his life that's a very very uh, tormenting state to be in we talked about this in the previous uh treatises in the previous w- uh, words one can go back and review them but this is the reality this is a tormenting tormenting state one cannot bear it so what is the solution that those who are sinners who do not want to believe who do not want to sell their spirits to god those who do not want to uh, fo- follow guidance what do they do they turn to inebriation they turn to drunkenness or vain entertainment watch one movie after another another movie then another movie then another movie then watch some comedy then listen to some music and you know forget forget forget forget don't realize what's going on around find some kind of distraction all the time surf the internet distraction and inebriation these are the solutions that people find but it's obvious it is obvious that these are not real solutions because they do not solve the problem they just prevent the person from realizing the problem from experiencing the uh, not even experiencing from being cognizant of the problem as he actually does experience the problem this is why most disobedient sinners escape from their vexations and disturbances of the intellect into drunkenness or vain entertainment eğer maliki hakikisine satılsa ve onun hesabına çalıştırsan akıl öyle tılsımlı bir anahtar olur ki şu kainatta olan nihayetsiz rahmet hazinelerini ve hikmet definelerini açar ve bununla sahibini saadet ebediyeye müheyya eden bir mürşidi rabbani derecesine çıkar If the intellect is sold to its true owner, Malik Hakiki, and if you employ it in his name, it becomes such a magical key that it unlocks countless treasures of mercy and troves of wisdom contained contained in the creation. It rises to the status of a righteous guide 
that leads its owner to eternal bliss if the intellect is sold to its true owner. This is all we have been talking about, but it is worth em emphasizing one more time. The intellect is an instrument, a tool, and it is attached to, to that whatever we call I, myself, I, Anna, in Arabic, and it is also used in Turkish, Anna. It is attached to the Anna, and the Anna, I, is also not an owner of itself. It is owned by God. It is an abd. It is a slave of God. So the I is a slave of God. And then what about the intellect that is not even an essential part of it, but rather something that is attached to it? It is given to it in trust. It is not owned. It is given to it in trust. Who is the true owner? The true owner is God. Maliki Hakiki. He is the true owner, but we are still selling it to him. What is this? This is out of his mercy. This is out of his mercy. Out of his mercy, he is offering us this deal and telling us, sell it to me. So if it is sold to its true owner, and if you employ it in his name, we should remember from the parable that those things that were sold to the king were employed in his name, then it becomes such a magical key, the intellect becomes such a magical key that it unlocks countless treasures of mercy and troves of wisdom co contained in the creation. Here the word magical is a difficult wor word to translate. Tulsum, and we talked about this before. Everything in the creation is a sign. It has a physical existence that looks onto itself, but it also has an existence that looks onto its creator. And as such, it is a sign to something else. It is a sign of the creator and attributes of the creator, names of the creator, not acts of the creator. The intellect then becomes a key that has the codes magical here refers to this having the codes that has the code to unlock the secrets of these signs to be able to read the meanings of these signs to break the code of these signs and then when the intellect is sold to its true owner and employed in the true way then it looks at the star and it sees the creator of the star it tells you the creator of this massive gigantic gigantic material that's constantly exploding it's tremendous right it shows the tremendousness of its creator the intellect sees this the intellect grasps this and then the intellect becomes an instrument that helps us to do what unlock countless treasures of mercy because the, the, the, the cosmos, the creation is full, full of mercy. We read a, a lot about this in the first word and then the second station of the 14th flash. God, out of his mercy, for instance, a very simple example, out of his mercy, he gives us nutrition, but he does not only give us nutrition, he puts all these beautiful tastes in the nutrition that he gives to us. He gives the horses, um, let's say, rye and only rye. 
but he gives the horse a desire for the rye and therefore the horse has pleasure in eating the rye the horse is very happy when it eats rye or when it eats grass out there this is mercy he is not only giving us, us nutrition nutrition could be in the form of a burden we could have had to force ourselves to eat because all that we could eat could be tasteless or or foul smelling or this could be the case but that is not the case there is mercy everywhere and the intellect is equipped to see this but in order to see it it needs to be released and to release it it needs to be sold to the true owner it needs to be employed in his name we it needs to look from a point of view where it is coming to things with the understanding that these are created, these are owned by the true owner, and they are signs. If one refuses to accept that they are signs, one will not see the meanings that are embedded in the signs. This is a threshold. If one does not cross the threshold and understand that these indicate something other than themselves, the stars, the flowers, the animals, the sky, the, the tree, the rock, the air. If one does not accept that these are signs and they indicate something other than themselves, if one does not cross over that threshold, one will never be able to read the signs. One's intellect will still have the potential to see these, but it will not be employed in the way it is supposed to be employed. So if the intellect is sold to its true owner, and if you employ it in his, his God's name, it becomes such a magical key that it unlocks countless treasures of mercy and troves of wisdom. And this is what the intellect does best. It sees wisdom. It sees purpose. It sees purpose. It sees that, well, earth is rotating around itself at a certain speed and this is creating a magnetic field. And because there is the magnetic field, the atmosphere, the air, the, the gases around the uh, sphere of earth are not floating away and we can stay stable on the earth and you know, so on and so forth. So the, the intellect does this best. It sees the purpose in things and it sees the wisdom. But it, that wisdom, if that wisdom is not attributed to the true owner, what is it? It is just mechanical connections between things. It is not wisdom anymore. It sees, unlocks countless treasures of mercy and troves of wisdom contained in the creation. It rises to the status of a righteous guide wherever one turns with with this intellect, with this sound intellect that is employed in the way it is meant to be employed. Wherever one turns, it finds guidance because it finds signs to God. It leads its owner to what? To eternal bliss. Because the purpose of our existence in this world is to know God. To know God. To worship God. To know and worship God. And the intellect is the instrument that is going to, wherever we turn, show us signs of God. Mesela, göz bir hastedir ki, ruh bu alemi o pencere ile seyreder. Eğer Cenab-ı Hakk'a satmayıp belki nefis hesabına çalıştırsan geçici, devamsız bazı güzellikleri, manzaraları seyir ile şehvet ve heves-i nefsaniyeye bir kavva derkesinde bir hizmetkar olur. 
Eğer gözü gözün saniye basirine satsan ve onun hesabına ve izni dairesinde çalıştırsan o zaman şu göz, şu kitabı kebiri kainatın bir mütala acısı ve şu alemdeki mucizatı sanatı Rabbaniye'nin bir seyircisi ve şu küreyi arz bahçesindeki rahmet çiçeklerinin mübarek bir arısı derecesine çıkar. So this is about the eye. Take another example. The eye is a sense, a faculty through whose window the soul looks out to the universe. This is amazing. We should all try to internalize this. The eye is a window. We all we, we, we never feel our eye as its instrument, something external to us. It we, we are so embedded with it that we don't do not recognize that it is something external to us. It is something that will not stay with us when we depart this body. So let's try to internalize it. It is something external to me. My eye is something external to me. It is not essential. It is not an essential part of what I call me, what I call I. But there is an I. And that I looks out at the world from a window. And that window is the I. If you don't sell it to the supreme reality, Janabi Haq, the ultimate truth, what remains as truth when everything else is extinguished, Janabi Haq, if you do not sell it, the I, to Janabi Haq, God, and instead, if you employ it in the service of your carnal compulsive soul, it becomes a lowly servant pandering to lust and to the desires of the soul by gazing upon some transient, impermanent beauties and scenes. That is the case. We can use this window to look at these intransient, impermanent beauties and scenes. And they may be beautiful, but they are temporary. They, they, They don't last. Eventually, they become ugly. It can be used as this, you know, toy for some passing entertainment. But if you sell the eye, to the eyes all-seeing maker, Sani Basir. He gave us the ability to see because he has the ability to see in a way that is not comparable to our ability to see. But he gave us this so that when, when he says, I am Basir, I see, we have an idea. We have an idea about what seeing is like. We, of course, have to preserve adab, good etiquette, and acknowledge that our understanding of sight does not compare to his sight. His sight is absolute beyond our ability to comprehend. But but he gave us this so that we have some sense. Our conception, our understanding comes close to accepting his ability to see. And then what's the consequence of that? That the consequence of that for us, for each and every person is that he sees me. I am in his presence. So, if you send the eye to the eyes all-seeing maker, Saniye Basir, and employ it on his behalf, not like a toy for transient passing pleasure, but employ it on his behalf, within the limits that he ordains, then the eye becomes a careful reader of the great book of the universe. This is one of the beautiful, beautiful phrases that is, that is out there. The great book of the universe. It does not belong to Ustad Nursi. It has been used before Ustad Nursi, but he uses in the in the best best way and with such 
delicate attention to the meaning of the term. The eye becomes a careful reader of the great book of the universe, a spectator of the miracles of God's creation in this world. So what do we understand uh, when the word miracle, mojize, is used? We understand, and this is true, the technical meaning of the word is that it is breaking of the norm for the prophets to prove the prophethood of prophets and or to assist them, to aid them. Breaking of the norm for prophets, that is mojize. But it also means, you know, coming from the words ajaza, to, to uh, weakness, powerlessness, to leave someone powerless in the face of what he he sees. This is what mojize is. You see it, and you're in a state of awe. Oh, there is nowhere else to go. You have to accept it. You have to, you have to submit to it. Now, look around. Look around the cosmos. Look around the universe. Look around the smallest things at that kernel that we talked about before that falls in the ground and it appears to be rotting and how how that life is coming out of it that living branch is growing out of it how is that happening isn't this also something that leaves us in a state of awe isn't this something that leaves us powerless in the face of before truth and we we we don't we feel like we can do nothing but submit? It is everywhere. But it is seen by those who sell their eyes to the true owner of the eye, to the all-seeing owner of the eye, a spectator of the miracles of God's creation in this world, and a blessed bee for the flowers of mercy that bloom in earth's garden or gardens. What does a bee do? The bee in the morning gets out of uh, its home and starts flying around and goes from flower to flower to flower to flower. And it does it in a state of joy. It visits all these beautiful smells and colors and shapes and whatnot. So if the, the eye is employed in the name of the Lord, it becomes a blessed bee for the flowers of mercy. We talked about this. We just talked about this, right? Everywhere there is mercy. We witness mercy everywhere. Granted that the eye is able to see them. The eye is employed in the way that it should be employed. Granted that it is sold to the all-seeing maker. Mesela, dildeki kuvve-i zaikayı fatır hakimine satmazsan Belki nefis hesabına, mide namına çalıştırsan, o vakit midenin tavlasına ve fabrikasına bir kapıcı derekesine iner, sukut eder. Eğer rezzak-ı kerime satsan, o zaman dildeki kuvve-i zayka, rahmet-i ilahi hazinelerinin bir nazırı, bir nazırı mahiri ve kudret-i samedaniye matbahlarının bir müfettiş-i şakiri rütbesine çıkar. So one more example. Next. Then... If you don't sell the tongue's sense of taste, so we are not talking about the tongue in general, but one of the attributes of the tongue, and that is taste, sense of taste. If you do not sell the tongue's sense of taste to its wise originator, Father Hakim. So, 
He is the one who originates everything. He gives the original shape. He designs and gives original shape to everything. And he gave the, the, the tongue. He designed the tongue in this way. And when he designed the tongue in this way, he meant something. There was a purpose in what he, he did because he is, he is all wise. There is wisdom in everything he does. There is a, there is a good purpose. There is a perfect purpose in everything he does. If you don't sell the tongue's sense of taste to its wise originator, Father Hakim, and instead, instead of doing that, if you employ it in the service of your compulsive soul and your stomach, it sinks to the lowly level of a doorman at the stomach's stable or factory. What does this mean? If you employ it in the service of your compulsive soul in your stomach, it sinks to the lowly level of a doorman at the stomach's stable or factory. So assume that the stomach, you made the stomach a king. And the stomach owns this factory, which is your body. Because the stomach is the king, it gives the orders to everything. And the tongue becomes the doorman for the stomach. The, the, the stomach tells it, send me what tastes good. Send me good stuff. Send me tasty stuff. Not good stuff, but send me tasty stuff. And the stomach is compulsive. It is connected to the compulsive soul. It does not have the ability to distinguish good and bad. It has the ability to distinguish good tasting and bad tasting, but it does not have the ability to distinguish good and bad. Whatever tastes good, even if it is actually bad, it will order, command, let it go. And the tongue becomes the doorman that listens only the compulsive soul and says halal or, or not it's permissible or not it is uh, uh, it, it, it is from a healthy good source or not if it is tasty just let it go like kids who like to eat sugar all the time if you give, give ice cream and candy and cookies and muffins and whatnot to a kid all day he is going to eat it all day but what will happen he will get sick Either he will get sick by the end of the day, will have a, a stomach issue, or he will develop diabetes by age 15. Isn't that the case? This is what happens when we make our stomachs our kings. This is what happens when we give the command to the stomach. So, if it is not sold to its wise originator, if it is employed in the service of the compulsive cell and the stomach, the tongue, the taste, the the the attribute of taste of the tongue sinks to the lowly level of a doorman at the stomach stable or factory if you sell it to the generous provider razaka kareem razaka kareem so why is what is the purpose of the taste sense of taste on the tongue it is to recognize recognize the generous provider then the tongue's sense of taste rises to the level of a custodian for the treasures of divine mercy. And again, there's mercy in there. We just talked about this. We could be eating foul-smelling stuff, but we eat beautiful stuff. Custodian for the treasures of divine mercy and a thankful inspector, a thankful inspector in the kitchens of the eternally besought one's power. All tastes and, and, and provision, food, nutrition that is out there 
is coming from where? The kitchen of God. It is cooked. It is cooked in the kitchen of the eternally besought one's power. It is made with power. It is given existence with God's power. Right? And we all need all those things. And he does not need anything. He does not need anything. And we need them. And out of his mercy, he is using his power to create it for us. And the tongue, as a result, when sold to the true owner, becomes an inspector. A taster, rather, a taster. It tastes a little bit from this. It tastes a little bit from that. And it sees the, the mercy in this. It, it feels the mercy in this um, know, sugary, sweet dessert. And then it goes and eats that savory cheese. And it sees the mercy in the cheese. And it is in a state of delight here. And it's a state of delight there. And it recognizes the mercy. It recognizes the provision. It recognizes the power before it be behind it. It becomes, again, a reader. Something that breaks the code out there. It, it's, it becomes something that, of course, the intellect, again, needs to interpret this for it. It becomes an instrument to, to break the code and, and do what? To know God. To fulfill the ultimate purpose of creation. Ishte ey akıl. Dikkat et. Meş'un bir alet nerede? Kainat anahtarı nerede? Ey göz, güzel bak. Adi bir kavvad nerede? Kütüphane-i ilahinin mütefennin bir nazırı nerede? Ve ey dil, iyi tad. Bir tavla kapıcısı ve bir fabrika yasakçısı nerede? Hazine-i hassai rahmet nazırı nerede? So, pay attention. Oh, intellect. Which do you want to be? An inauspicious tool or a magical key unlocking the wonders of the universe? Oh, I, look properly. Which is better, a lowly panderer or a learned reader of the divine library? Library. We just mentioned the divine's great book of the universe. Everything is a book. A star is a book, and the other star is another book, and the stars all together is another book, and this and the and the firmament is a book and the, and the face of the earth is a book and there, in the book there are many other books the uh, pine trees are a book and then each individual pine tree is a book so it is like a library it is full of books and the eye reads through reads through reads through reads through so where is where is a lowly panderer that is attracted to everything that the composite soul wants to take a look at a lowly panderer or a learned reader that assigns meaning to things. Compare the two. Where is this? Where is that? Oh, tongue, taste well. Which do you prefer? A stable keeper and a factory watchman, or a custodian of the royal treasures of mercy? So do you want to be a stable keeper or a factory watchman that listens to the king in the factory and nothing else, or a custodian of the royal treasures of mercy? Make your choice. Again, there are two ways to go. Pick which one you want to pick. The intellect, pick. The eye, pick. The the taste, uh, the sense of taste on the tongue, pick. But of course, in the end, these are all instruments that are given to us and we are the ones who are picking. 
do we pick, do we choose for our intellect to be a um, an inauspicious tool, something that annoys us, or do we choose for it to be a magical key unlocking the wonders of the universe? Do we choose for our eyes to be a to be lowly panderers or to be learned readers of the divine library? Do we choose for our tongues to be a stable keeper, a factory watchman, or do we choose for it to be a custodian of the royal treasures of mercy? We need to make the choice. Ve daha bunlar gibi başka aletleri ve azaları kıyas etsen, kıyas etsen anlarsın ki hakikaten mümin cennete layık ve kafir cehenneme muvafık bir mahiyet kesbeder. So if you compare other similar instruments and, and senses to these, you will understand that believers, mu'min, believers in God, acquire a nature, those who sell their selves and possessions to God, acquire a nature worthy of the garden. Because they know how to taste, they know how to read, they know how to look. And the, what is the garden? It is a, a, a, the ultimate display of God's mercy and power, and beauty, and majesty. Ultimate display. If you don't have the ability to uh, read, to witness, to behold what is being displayed, what are you going to do there? What will be the point of sending you there? If they are sold to their Lord and they are employed in the way they are supposed to be employed, if they know how to read, if they know how to behold, if they know how to interpret, then they become deserving of the display, the ultimate display of mercy and beauty and tremendousness, majesty and power and wisdom. Then, yes, they will be brought there. They will be welcomed there. They will be deserving of it. Compare other similar instruments and senses to these and you will understand that believers acquire a nature worthy of the garden and disbelievers acquire a nature deserving the hell. What is hell other than being deprived of God's mercy? If the person is not able to recognize and acknowledge and thank for mercy, what is he going to do in the, in, in the paradise? He himself deprives himself of the mercy that's actually everywhere all the time. He himself deprives himself of the mercy that has risen above everything else, that has surrounded everything. He himself deprived himself and therefore he is deserving hell. Where else he is going to go? Where else? Where else? He created hell already in this world. And there will be a continuation of it. He sowed the seeds of it here and he is going to reap it. And they each attain their respective values. Let me read the Turkish. Ve onların her biri öyle bir kıymet almalarının sebebi mümin imanıyla halikin emanetini onun namına ve izni dairesinde istimal etmesidir. Ve kafir hıyanet edip nefsi emmare hesabına çalıştırmasıdır. And they each attain their respective values because the believer, thanks to his faith, employs his creator's al-khalaq, trust in the creator's name, so everything, 
is created by God and given to us in trust. So the believer employs, thanks to his faith, employs his creator's trust in the creator's name as he permits, while the disbeliever betrays the trust and employs it for the sake of the evil commanding compulsive soul. Evil commanding compulsive soul. There is no freedom when we mentioned it. There is no freedom, the absolute freedom. One is either a slave to God or a slave to his vanity and, and vain desires. The believer, thanks to his faith, employs his creator's trust, the intellect, the eye, the tongue, everything that are given to us, or the, or the property that we, in the, the, the money, the house, the farm, the family, the children, it employs the believer, or he employs, the believer employs, uses, uh, takes a position vis-a-vis -vis them, because these are God's trust, in the Creator's name, as he, God, permits, while the disbeliever betrays the trust and employs it for the sake of the evil commanding compulsive soul. And what a difference that is. What a difference that is. Dördüncü kar. İnsan zayıftır, belaları çok. Fakirdir, ihtiyacı pek ziyade. Acizdir, hayat yükü pek ağır. Eğer Kadir-i Zülcelal'e dayanıp tevekkül etmezse ve itimat edip teslim olmazsa vicdanı daim azab içinde kalır. Semeresiz meşakkatler, elemler, teessüfler onu boğar, yasak hoş veya canavar eder. Fourth Prophet Humans are weak, but afflicted with troubles. Fakir, they are poor, but in need of many things. They are powerless, Ajis, Ajis is the word here. They are powerless while carrying the heavy burden of life. So humans are zaif, weak, fakir, poor or indigent, and powerless, Ajis. But they are afflicted with troubles. They need many things and they carry the heavy burden of life. If they do not rely on the majestic, all-powerful one, Qadir Zuljalal, majestic and all-powerful, and trust him with full confidence, their conscience will constantly be in torment. Futile exertions, pains and regrets will suffocate them. Either drive them into drunkenness or turn them into beasts. Remember the war front? The responsibility of taking care of all those equipments and farm fields and so on and so forth in the estate was not lifted from the, the, the shoulders of the, of the man who refused to sell what was given to him in trust to the true owner of those possessions, to the king. He still had the responsibility and he has to deal with it. But he is powerless. He's afflicted with troubles, the war is going on. And he has many needs in order to you know keep function employing these things. He needs raw material, he needs a market to sell things, he needs uh, you know farm hands, he needs power, uh, you know, energy. Also, he needs all sorts of things and he does not have any of that. Therefore, he is going to be troubled all the time. Think of a farmer uh, who depends on, let's say, 
uh, electricity in order to pump wa pump water to his uh, fields, and and the energy company sh sh uh, company uh, exploded. A, a bomb fell on it, and because this is time of war, and there is no energy, there is no electricity. What will the farmer do? Isn't this going to be a state of absolute trouble and burden and and, and um, disaster? It will. He did not sell it to the true owner. Now he has to continue to take care of them. And this in and of itself is painful. Futile exertions, pains and regrets will suffocate them, either drive them into drunkenness or turn them into beasts. Beşinci kar Bütün o aza ve aletlerin So, what is the profit in this uh, fourth one? It is it is that he is um, weak, poor, and powerless. And as he is weak, poor, and powerless, when he sells the possessions to the true owner, everything to the king, the king will take care of them. He will be saved from the burden of employing and maintaining everything. If not, it's such a painful state that he will only be able to come out of this by becoming inebriated, by becoming drunk, or losing all intellect, losing all, sen all sense and becoming a monster. Fifth prophet. Bütün o aza ve aletlerin ibadeti ve tesbihatı ve o yüksek ücretleri en muhtaç olduğun bir zamanda cennet yemişleri suretinde sana verileceğine ehl-i zevk ve keşif ve ehl-i ihtisas ve müşahede ittifak etmişler. Fifth prophet, those who have experienced God's wonders, and discovered the hidden dimensions of reality, and those who have attained profound knowledge, Gnostics, and witnessed the truth, are all in agreement. So this is referring to people who have uh, delved into reality, who have developed their inner sight and are able to pierce through the outer appearance of things and, and, and see their reality. It may be the prophets, it may be the uh, friends of God, saints, it may be very intellectual people, intelligent people who can use their intellect to, to see through and, and, and witness reality. Those who have experienced, those who have witnessed, those who have seen, those who have recognized and realized the true nature of things, they say, they say that the worship and glorification of God, tasbihat, performed by your bodily parts and other instruments in your possession, as well as the high price that God has offered for them, will be given to you as fruits of the paradisical garden, Jannah, at, the t at a time when you will need them most. Remember in the parable, it said when the, when the war ends, everything that was produced by those farm equipments and factory uh, uh, tools and so on and so forth. During the wartime, 
when the king continued to maintain and employ those uh, items, possessions, tools and equipment. Everything they produce, the wheat from the farm, the, the um, glasses that are uh, produced in the glass factory, everything that is produced will be given to the one to whom the estate was originally given in trust. So the king will not even keep the produce. The king will return the produce too. Right? So what is that produce for us in reality? That produce for us is the fruits of our worship and the glorification of God performed by, by our bodily parts and other instruments in our possession. I say, subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah. My tongue is producing these sounds. What is sound? It's vibration in the air. Well, there's more to it. There's a meaning to it. And that meaning is going to be preserved. That meaning is going to be preserved. And it will be given to me as fruits of the paradisical garden. So elsewhere, Ustad Nursi says, you say, subhanallah, here, you eat subhanallah in the jannah, in the paradise. The fruits of jannah are the subhanallahs of this world, or the la ilaha illallahs of this world, the good deeds of this world. The good deeds of this world are converted into fruits of jannah. They will be given to us. So this is the fifth prophet. We said five layers of prophets, right? This is the fifth prophet. İşte bu beş mertebe karlı ticareti yapmazsan, şu karlardan mahrumiyetten başka beş derece hasaret içinde hasaret düşeceksin. So, if you do not accept this five times profitable transaction, not only will you be deprived of such profits, so that's loss in itself. You will be deprived of the profits, right? But also, will you accrue five layers of loss? So it is not the loss is not only deprivation from profit, which is which is great. One who recognizes, one who realizes how big a thing, how how great and beautiful a thing these profits are, losing them will will just torment the soul, the spirit of that person, and he will not want to do it. But that is not all about it. There is more to it. The torment of losing all these profits is is one aspect of the loss, but there is a loss in and of itself. You will fall, you will accrue five layers of loss. Uh, inshallah, we will read that part in the next episode. Subhanaka, la ilma lana, illa ma'allamtana, innaka anta al-alimul hakim, wa-akhir da'wahum anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, al-fatihah.